Hey everyone, and welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories. Tonight we're going to do an episode that was suggested by my son Oliver last week when I was trying to think of episodes. He said, why don't you do one where everything is just white and then there's some sort of magic marker or magic crayon where you can paint your own world or draw your own world, I guess he said. So I've decided to do that one Once again, a big thank you to everyone who's out there rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. It's gone a long way. Uh, This past week, we were actually featured on Apple Podcasts in Canada, at least. I can't really tell if we were in the States. I don't think we were. But either way, we seem to have a lot of new Canadian listeners. So, hello, fellow Canadians. And a big thank you to everyone listening. I didn't know if anybody would really want to listen to my stories when I started this thing, so it's pretty crazy to see how many people do. It's time to get as comfy as you can in your bed, close your eyes, and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. This story takes place in our spaceship universe, so you're the main character, you have a magic spaceship, And, uh, of course, a shape-shifting dog named Changer. That's important, too. But now, it's just time to imagine. Imagine yourself waking up on spaceship. You get up out of bed, swing your legs over the side, stand up and stretch your arms and your legs and your back. You walk out of the bedroom area into the main area of spaceship, where you see a living room, kitchen, and of course, the command center up at the front. You notice that the spaceship seems to be in orbit around a planet. You walk up towards the command center and look out through the view screen. What's that? You ask, pointing down at the planet. It seems to be some sort of blank planet, spaceship answers. What do you mean, a blank planet? The planet below you is entirely white. It does look as if it's made from completely blank paper. It seems to be a blank planet, Spaceship continues. There are no life forms detected and no color detected. The entire surface seems to be made out of some type of white paper. So it's like a blank paper planet? Uh, We have to investigate this more. Let's go in orbit around the whole thing and scan every inch of this place. There must be color or something somewhere, you suggest. Initiating scan, Spaceship responds. Spaceship begins to fly down lower, closer to the surface, and shines a huge yellow light down below. You quickly make your way around the planet, scanning every single inch of it. Color detected, Spaceship announces. I have detected one small instance of color. Shall we investigate? Spaceship asks. A map appears on the screen in front of you, with a blue blinking dot indicating where Spaceship found color on this huge, entirely white planet. Uh, yeah, 
investigate, you order. Spaceship flies down through the atmosphere of the planet. It's kind of strange because the entire thing is so incredibly plain and so fully white like blank paper that there's not much to see and you can't really tell if you're getting closer or further away. Eventually you feel the ship bump down on solid ground. The back hatch opens up and you and Changer get up and walk out the back of the ship. As you walk down the ramp, all you can see on every single side of you is just white. And strangely, it's not just the planet below you that looks white. The sky looks white. It actually seems like you're standing in a huge white room with white walls and a white ceiling. You can't even see space above you. There's something really strange about this. You begin walking around Spaceship, which, other than yourself and Changer, is the only thing you can actually see on this planet. As you walk around towards the front of it, you see something else of color. A large rainbow-colored pedestal sticking up out of the ground. As you get closer, you see that there's one thing sticking up out of the pedestal on the ground. A uh, rainbow-colored pencil crayon. You reach out and pick up the rainbow-colored pencil crayon. As you move it around in the air, little sparkles jump from place to place. You swing it around a few more times just to watch the crazy sparks. And then you notice that the pencil grand seems to be changing colors. You start to focus on the color blue and the pencil crayon shifts to the color blue you were thinking of, almost as if magic. You take the pencil crayon, you kneel down on the ground, and you begin to think of the color green instead. You decide that if there's no color on this planet, you're going to give it some. You begin drawing grass on the ground. You work all the way around you, but you find that as you begin to draw the green, it begins to expand. Green color or ink or something begins to shoot out the bottom of the pencil crayon and spread out all over the ground. And soon, the entire ground is made of perfectly drawn green grass. Huh. This thing seems to work based on my imagination as well. I wonder... You begin to think of other things to draw. You picture a little house in your mind, and then you pick the colors you want to use. The pencil crayon turns into the color that you've decided, and in the middle of the air, you begin to move your hand as if to draw a house. You draw a square with a triangle on top, then you extend the house out to the left, and as you do, 
lines of color shoot out of the pencil crayon, solidifying themselves into actual lines on the house. And as if you're drawing on paper, the outline of the house begins to emerge. You add windows, a roof, doors, a little white picket fence, some grass around the outside. Oh, and of course, a bright blue sky with a large painted sun. When you're done, the little drawings that you've created shine very brightly and then seem to come to life. The sun in the sky begins to move as it shines. The blue sky with little white fluffy clouds comes to life as well and the clouds begin to float through the sky above your head. The grass begins to sway in the wind that seems to have been created by you. And the house in front of you solidifies into a, well, into a real house that looks absolutely solid. You walk up towards the house, grab the doorknob and pull the house open. Inside, well, are are a bunch of blank walls and a blank floor. So again, you grab the pencil crayon. You imagine what the floor looks like, and the color shoots out of the crayon, creating the floor in front of you. You make tables and chairs, lights and counters, anything else a house could need by just thinking of the color you need drawing the general shape with your hand and your mind. And as you finish each thing, each thing comes to life. It becomes a perfect representation of whatever it is you were drawing. A chair, a counter, the couch, even a gigantic big screen TV. Then you decide that the house needs some toys. So you begin drawing little Tyrannosaurus Rexes and all different kinds of dinosaurs on the ground. When you're done drawing them, they solidify into the shape of little dinosaur toys. Only, they don't seem so toy-like. They actually seem incredibly real. You get down on your knees and closely look at the dinosaur toys. As you do, the dinosaur toys turn to look at you. The T-Rex roars as loud as he can, but he's not very scary because he's pretty small. You haven't just created dinosaur toys. You've created miniature, living dinosaurs. The dinosaurs run around and begin to chase each other around the house. Oh, you think? You step back outside and you wonder what else you can create. Maybe a car or something like that, you wonder? You begin to picture a car in front of you. And then you begin to move your arms in the motion of drawing a basic sports car. And as you add the windows and the tires and a little spoiler on the back, the car solidifies and the engine starts up. You walk up to the car, open the door, 
and again you find it pretty blank on the inside. So you use the pencil crayon to create the seats, the front console, the steering wheel, the pedals, a little pile of snacks to eat in the corner, and anything else the inside of a car would need. Soon they solidify and come to life, and you've created a perfect recreation of an awesome sports car with a pile of snacks beside you. You sit down in the sports car, and Changer jumps up beside you. You rev the engine with your foot, but you realize that there's nowhere to drive. You need a road, of course. You get back out of the car. You hold up the magic pencil crayon thing that you've discovered, and you begin to imagine a road going around in circles like a racetrack. The ink or magic color, whatever it is, shoots out of the pencil crayon and solidifies into the shape of a road going around and around with little loop-de-loops. You add lines to the road, you color it gray, and the whole thing solidifies into a real road. You jump back into the car, close the door, and clip on your seatbelt. You look at Changer beside you who barks twice, and you decide to give it a go. You slam down on the gas pedal and hold on tight to the steering wheel. Now, driving a car is eh, a little bit harder than you thought it would be. You struggle to keep the car going straight, but you soon get the hang of it, at least sort of, and you make your way around the racetrack, swerving left and swerving right, going up over huge hills and down the other side until you get to the loop-de-loop you created. You aim as carefully as you can directly at the center line, and the car begins to go up the loop around the top and back down the other side. That's amazing. Soon the racetrack loops back around the house you created and you slam on the brakes and stop. You climb out of the car and you look at the house you created and the car you created and the beautiful grass and sky that you created. You turned a completely blank world into whatever you wanted it to be, using just your imagination, and of course this uh, magic pencil crayon thingy. As you just stand and stare at your beautiful work, you see something coming towards you, or a group of somethings coming towards you. They're making little squeaking noises. A spaceship, what's that? you ask. Scanning, now. They seem to be creatures made out of large blocks of rubber. The same kind of rubber we use in erasers, spaceship explains. You mean there's an army of erasers coming for me? Oh no, we're going to need to stop these things. You wonder what you should create, and you decide, robots. One by one, you begin painting little robots. Flying robots, and battle robots, huge robots, and little robots. 
as many robots as you can possibly think of are drawn around you, on every side, in every space you have. And as you finish each one, it solidifies and comes to life. What are your orders? Protect against the elastics, you say. The robots begin to run forward, some of them flying into the air, others charging directly at the team of erasers coming straight for your colorful masterpiece. And then you begin to draw more things. Large, half-robot, half-dinosaur creatures. And as you finish each one, a T-Rex, a Triceratops, a Brontosaurus, and, you know, of course, a couple pterodactyls, they come to life, and they too begin to rush towards the eraser, somehow knowing the purpose they were created for. You watch as a battle ensues. Dinosaurs and robots versus giant flying erasers. The erasers try to erase everything they can. The color of the sky, the house, the racetrack. They seem attracted to any color. The dinosaurs bite them in half. And the robots shoot them with lasers. The erasers break into pieces, but... No matter how many pieces they break into, they just continue to erase. It's as if by biting them and fighting them, you've actually created more erasers, just smaller ones. The little pieces of rubber work their way around the world you've created, erasing the house and the sky, the race track and the race car. And bit by bit, they begin to erase the dinosaurs and the robots themselves. They leave you and Changer and Spaceship alone entirely, but they erase the world around you. And as soon as they're done, they fly back up into the sky, disappearing into the distance. Oh, man, I put a lot of work into that stuff. It must be why this planet stays blank. You can draw and create amazing things, but they don't last forever. You walk back over to the pedestal where the pencil crayon was found in the first place. You place the pencil crayon back on the pedestal, and you hear a voice. Thank you for drawing, the voice says. Come again any time. You slowly back away from the pedestal and walk back up towards the spaceship. You walk up the back ramp and the spaceship closes behind you. The ship lifts up in the air and points up towards the completely white and blank sky. But eventually, the white sky disappears around you and you find yourself back above the blank drawing planet thing. Uh, spaceship, mark the location of this planet. I might want to come here again and maybe leave one of those gates. Understood, Spaceship says. A whole bunch of robots fly out of the spaceship. 
they begin to assemble a huge gate, a portal that'll allow you to come back to this planet if you ever want to. They install the gate back on the planet and fly back into the ship. Once they're all safely aboard, you blast off away from the planet and back out into space. As the stars pass by incredibly quickly, like little streaks of light, your eyes begin to get tired. You walk back to your bedroom, the door opens automatically and then closes behind you. You crawl into your very, very comfy bed. It feels like you're lying on a cloud as you pull the covers up over top of yourself and you lay your head down on the pillow. You let your tired eyes close and you just begin to focus on anywhere in your body where you're holding tension. Your arms, your legs, your hand, your face. Each time you do, you just let the tension melt away and you sink down deeper and deeper into the mattress and you allow your mind to wander off to dreams of new things and new adventures to come. Good night, everyone. <laughs>